It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. Another week, another meltdown for Tom Brady and the Bucks. Injuries may derail the plans the Bengals had for this season, and we get you ready for the rest of Week 8 in the NFL. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. After starting the season 3-1 and one, and looking like the team we all thought this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team would be, at least to an extent, the Bucs have now lost three in a row, the latest to the Baltimore Ravens at home on a Thursday night when we expect the home team to have a pretty big advantage. That was not the case in a sloppy effort against Lamar Jackson and company. Joining me now, David Harrison from Locked On Bucks. And, and David, this is a team really searching right now to find anything uh, offensively, defensively. They're super banged up. What is, what is the path forward for this team? You know, I think I think the way you just put it actually is a great way to start that conversation. So I think in order to be searching for a path, you have to know at least a little bit of semblance of where you're lost. And I don't mean from a location, but just you have to at least be able to survey the land around you. And right now, I don't think the Buccaneers even know where they're standing. I don't know, like the offense doesn't have a footing. The defense doesn't have a footing. The special teams outside of Ryan Suckup doesn't have uh, a footing. I mean, Jalen Darden probably has best game as a returner this season. And he didn't really do anything other than run the ball and not duck from contact. Like that tells you how bad he's been <laughs> as a returner. But I mean, man, like just name a unit and they're they're bad right now. And, and they're all bad. There's there's a lack of passion and there is a lack of discipline. And when you have those two things, you have no direction. There's there's absolutely that pirate ship in Raymond James Stadium is going to make it to Arizona before this Buccaneers roster ever even sniffs a plane ticket to the Super Bowl at this point. I understand that not everything that's wrong with the Buccaneers is Tom Brady, right? But yeah. it is, it is. I think, from the outside looking in, easy to see what has gone on with Brady the last six, eight months. The mm -hmm. retirement, the stuff going on in his personal life, trips away from the team, and think, okay, this is the tone setter. This is a guy who is a historically great leader and yeah. these guys respond to him. If he's not all in, in the same kind of way that that could affect the passion, as you said, the intensity, the, the degree to which these guys are locked in, how much of it do you think is a reflection of, and a result of Tom Brady's just his, his position with this team right now? Yeah. I don't, I don't think this team honestly has a leader that they're following. And, and there was a moment during the game where, uh, you know, Amazon showed a shot of the sideline and Tom is talking to Blaine and he's talking to, I think he was talking to Byron. And then he gets up and starts talking to Robert Hainsey. And this is a first year starter who's supposed to be a backup and all this other stuff. A guy that was just getting his butt chewed in Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago. And Robert Hainsey's walking away from Tom. And I mean, it wasn't like a Terrell Owens, Donovan McNabb type of situation. You know what I mean? But Robert Hainsey is no longer this scared young center getting his butt chewed by the goat. He's a frustrated teammate whose teammate 
is coming at him. And I think I, the way I read the body language is he's got as many frustrations with you as you have with him at this, at this point in time. And, you know, this conversation has been had a lot in sports. It's easy to be the loud yelling leader of a team when your methods lead to wins. I'm trying to be careful with my words right now. Um, but when your methods also don't lead to wins, you just become the loud guy. You know what I mean? And the loud guy isn't really going to offer solutions. Um, I tweeted out during the game at one point, you know, because in Pittsburgh, that's what Tom was yelling at his linemen is you're so much better than you're playing right now. I told, I tweeted out that someone needed to tell their offensive line to tell Tom Brady you're so much better than you're playing right now because Tom is just as guilty as anybody else on this roster uh, for what's happening right now. Same thing going on in Green Bay right now with the team that I cover and, and a quarterback who is going through the same kind of thing. It is one thing to be a leader and to be a yeller and to say whatever you want when you are playing like one of the greatest to ever do it. It is very different when you are not. And neither of those guys right now are holding up their end of that. Stay up to date all year on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Bucks podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Bengals seem to be figuring things out. And then the injury bug showed up in a big way. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. There are a few interesting games to keep an eye on this Sunday, starting with the Saints as home dogs to the Raiders. Bet Online has the Saints one point underdogs. In the four o'clock slate, the Rams and 49ers get together for a key NFC West matchup. Bet Online also likes the visitors in this one. 49ers are one point favorites over the defending Super Bowl champs. And the Sunday night game. Features the Packers and the Bills. Do we have to talk about this one? But the point spread is heavily favored to the home team. Bet Online has the Bills 11 point favorites. And I still wouldn't take the Packers. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today The Kansas City Chiefs are adding to their track team. Wait, check that. Wide receiver room. The Chiefs acquired Kadarius Toney from the New York Giants for a pair of picks on Thursday. The Chiefs are on the board in what is the NFL's trade deadline gold rush, trading for Kadarius Toney from the New York Giants for a compensatory third they got from Ryan Poles becoming the GM in Chicago, as well as a possible sixth-round selection. A lot going on here, but what it gives the Kansas City Chiefs is an instant upgrade at the return position, something that's been plaguing them of late. This isn't exactly a hit-the-ground-running, get-into-the-offense kind of move but it does help special teams right away. And what it gives you is three players in Tony, as well as McCole Hardman and Sky Moore, that can run a lot of the not necessarily straight down field, nines, et cetera, stressing the teams deep. But lets them get horizontal in a much bigger fashion. I think this also goes in helping take relief some off of Travis Kelsey. We're going to talk about all this and more today and all week on Locked on Chiefs, your team every day. Mavericks got a hard-fought overtime win on the road against the Nets. 
Oh my God, let me catch my breath. The Dallas Mavericks get the overtime win 129 to 125 against the Brooklyn Nets. Luka Doncic goes off for a 41, 11, and 14 triple-double. An incredible night for him. Nick Angstead from the Locked On Mavericks podcast here. And Luka's 41 points, 11 boards, and 14 rebounds will be the big story. He hits 11 of his 13 free throws. 14 assists and a couple of them came in overtime when it really mattered most and the Mavs role players really stepped up hitting threes late couple of threes in in overtime that really made the big difference in this game the Nets were the second night of a back-to-back you could tell on their tired legs late in the night but the Dallas Mavericks still have some problems to figure out they were up and down in this game there's still some things they need to figure out it's Luka Doncic or nothing on offense for a lot of it and the Mavericks need a second guy to step up. In this game, it was Tim Hardaway Jr. He had 18 points off the bench, hit four threes, an incredible game for him. And uh, the Mavs still have some more things that they need to sort out. The Clippers were tripped up on the road by the Thunder. Good gracious. The Oklahoma City Thunder got their second win of the season, taking on the LA Clippers tonight in Oklahoma City. I'm Ryland Styles, host of Lockdown Thunder. And the Thunder did not shoot their first free throw attempt until the 10-22 mark of the fourth quarter. But yet, they still beat the Paul George-led LA Clippers in this game. SGA picked up four fouls in the first half, and the Thunder were able to scrap together a huge win behind Pokashevsky's breakout second half. Learn more at the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. The Philadelphia Flyers are supposed to be rebuilding, but don't tell their players that. They just improved to five and two after a win over the Florida Panthers. Carter Hart is once again the story for the Philadelphia Flyers this season as he turns away 47 of 50 shots in this game against Florida. Hi, I'm Rachel Donner from the Locked On Flyers podcast with your quick reaction to the Flyers' second matchup versus the Florida Panthers of the season, a 4-3 victory. The Flyers got some contributions from guys who were supposed to step up with all the injuries like Scott Lawton, who subbed in for JVR on the power play. He scored from net front, but also depth players like Nick Sealer, who had a rocket of a shot that was redirected by Zach McEwen off a faceoff. Of course, Carter Hart continued to be a lifesaver in net with those 47 saves, which was a career high for him. He may want one or two of those goals back, to be fair, but he has continued to be a huge factor in keeping the Flyers in games this season so far. He's 5-0 on the season, and with Florida dominating a huge part of the first and third periods, he had to come up huge, especially when the Panthers had the extra attacker at the end of the game. Felt like there were 20 Panthers shots in just a minute or so of gameplay. For more on this game and the Flyers all season long, tune in to the Locked On Flyers podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. The NBA 2K League has indefinitely disqualified six players and a coach from any league activity for violating gambling and fantasy rules, it announced on Thursday. An investigation found that Christopher Lafinette, Dorian Earl Miller, and Robert Nastazzi of Blazer 5 Gaming, Kumani Ingram of Jazz Gaming, and Zakiri Dennis of Mavs Gaming all wagered or attempted to wager on NBA 2K games, either on their own or through other individuals, the league said in a statement. The five players also broke league rules by failing to report any violations or cooperate with the investigation. If you can't trust people playing video games who can you trust 
there's another story you need to know. Just when the defending AFC champions seem to be getting it going, some awful news. Superstar receiver Jamar Chase expected to miss four to six weeks. We think that's the timeline as it's being reported right now with a hip injury. This is a brutal loss for a team that has been on a bit of a roll here over the last couple of weeks. Joining me now from Locked on Bengals, Jake Lisko. And Jake, uh, this was a, a surprise that that came a bit out of nowhere, at least over the last few days. We, we This is not something we saw coming. So what what now for Cincinnati? What now is indeed the question. Can they find some sort of depth on their own roster to replace 10%, 20% of what Jamar Chase did for them on offense, both schematically and from a production perspective? Do they dip into a trade splash? Their standard operating procedure, their modus operandi would suggest no, they will bring in some guys for workouts off the street, which we could see later this week, and they'll try to replace from within. That's what the Bengals would typically do. We'll see if they recognize the window they're in, and they obviously know more about this injury than we, the public, do. If they have a better feel for Jamar Chase's prognosis and when they expect him to be back, which does seem to be quite shrouded in mystery because this is a factor of how quickly is that bone bone going to heal that might dictate what they do a little bit here but to me if there is a long-term absence for jamar chase because of the contract situation that they have coming up after 2023 in particular in this two-year window that they have on joe burrow's rookie deal this would be a time to go for it so there, there are some names out there. We don't even have to go through them, but what what would you be looking to get? What do, what do they need? Because to me, I look at this team and I go, okay, the offense sort of took off in the last few games. And we spoke about this a couple of days ago when Jamar Chase really got going and his ability to win vertically. They love, Joe Burrow especially, loves to throw those go balls on the outside. Yeah. So is, is that what you think they could be looking for? A Brandon Cook, someone who can push vertical on the outside? Or, or what do you think, is the best way for them to try and replace this? What is the football part of it? The football part of it is exactly the vertical route tree. That's what they don't have anybody who does at nearly Jamar Chase's level. T. Higgins is a good downfield receiver. Don't get me wrong. He can do things vertically, but he's also really good and I think better coming across the middle of the field and, and working underneath because he's just much bigger. He's physically bigger. Jamar Chase, very tough to bring down after the catch as well. And that's something that I don't think they'll be able to replace. You're not going to get everything that Jamar Chase does. But the most important thing, in my opinion, is going to be his ability to win downfield and on that vertical route tree. So finding a guy that can beat press man and, and stack a corner vertically when they do get middle of the field close coverages, a guy that can have that chemistry and wherewithal to know when to look for the back shoulder has that football intelligence because that's something the Bengals have gone to in a big way is even when they are getting uh, single high coverages, middle of the field closed, teams are playing high hip on their wide receivers and trying to stay on top of things. So that back shoulder throw has been a huge part of Joe Burrow's arsenal, especially last week against Atlanta. So you're exactly right, Peter. I think it is that vertical route tree and that vertical skill set that this team is looking for with all the doubles concepts they'd like to run and with without Jamar Chase really not having anything to threaten the top of that defense could make them a little bit too easy to defend. So if they do look to make a move, that's where I would look. I don't know if that's exactly what they would do, but that's what I would do. Stay up to date all year on the Cincinnati Bengals by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Bengals podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, we look around the NFL at what you can expect from week eight. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Tua Tungavailoa is back and the Detroit Lions are on the schedule for the Miami Dolphins. Locked On Dolphins' Kyle Crabb looks at how the Dolphins can take advantage of a struggling Lions side and come away with a road dub. If the Miami Dolphins want to secure a win in Week 8 against the Detroit Lions, they need to look to create explosive plays offensively. This is Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins. And the Dolphins got back to their winning ways in Week 7 with a primetime victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And now we're set to face a Detroit Lions defense that is among the worst in the NFL in essentially every major statistical defensive category, including tackling. With the speed that the Dolphins skill players have, they are going to have to create explosive plays offensively and try to get those scores into the end zone, which is something we haven't seen from the Dolphins over the course of the month of October. That speed is great. Chunk gains is great. But can you take a chunk play and put it into the end zone? After Miami had a hard time finishing drives against Pittsburgh, they'd be best to not leave it to doubt. Can the Denver Broncos do something? anything to salvage their season if so they need to get a win in jacksonville against the jaguars locked on broncos cody Rourke gives us the game plan for russell wolverine remember wilson and company the denver broncos offense is in dire straits ahead of sunday's matchup against the jacksonville jaguars will russell wilson be playing in this game on sunday and could it be nathaniel hackett's last straw and cody Rourke hosted lockdown broncos and several questions for this Broncos offense, which has struggled historically this season to get going. Whether it's Russell Wilson under center, whether it's Brett Rippon, the main issue has been consistency, especially in the play calling department, which could mean that Nathaniel Hackett could be facing a lot of pressure in Sunday's game. If the Broncos lose, there are rumblings that the team could part ways with him. What would that mean? And would that set the offense back, considering that you have to add more responsibilities onto another coach's plate? Plus, will Russell Wilson play on Sunday against the Jaguars as he's dealing with a partially torn hamstring? He was limited in Wednesday's practice, but is trending in the right direction. The Broncos could be going into the bye week at 2-6 and six if they lose on Sunday, which could result in a lot of changes within the organization. I'm Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos. Make sure you check us out on your favorite audio podcasting platforms or whether you watch on YouTube. And the Atlanta Falcons were embarrassed last week in Cincinnati, but they return home for a divisional matchup. Locked on Falcons, Aaron Freeman has some thoughts on how they can get back on track against the Carolina Panthers. Taking the ball away holds the key to victory for the Falcons in week eight versus the Panthers. I'm Aaron Freeman, host of Locked on Falcons. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. The Carolina Panthers are no stranger to them having eight of their giveaways in their five losses with zero turnovers in both of their wins. And of course, the Falcons are also no stranger to taking the ball away with 10 takeaways this season. 
which is tied for ninth best in the NFL. And if the Falcons can be opportunistic, steal some possessions away from Carolina and also avoid turnovers of their own by controlling the clock, leaning on their fourth ranked rushing attack, they should be able to grind out a win at home this weekend against the Panthers. For more coverage of this matchup, follow Locked On Falcons, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And finally, the Arizona Boxing and MMA Commission agreed to let Anderson Silva fight Jake Paul during a special meeting Thursday night after requiring the MMA legend to take extra medical exams a day earlier, all because of what Silva claims was a joke. The special meeting was necessitated because of comments made by Silva in a recent interview about his preparations for this boxing match. He said, my sparring partner knocked me out multiple times in practice during an interview with MMA Weekly. Silva later said he was joking about that, but this just would lead us all to believe our fears will be realized. One of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time about to be knocked out by a YouTuber on Saturday. Please, please no. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on Monday's show, will Aaron Rodgers keep it close in Buffalo? We'll see. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.